Ah, uh, well, hello there. We, uh, we can't keep meeting like this. People are going to talk. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, Iso here. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, good day, good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It is uh, 22.05 on Saturday, the 2nd of July in the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, hey, I'm uh, once again doing a, uh, doing a, doing a VHL podcast. I, uh, I keep saying I'm never going to do it again, or I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, che- like checking out on the league and, you know, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still. 80% active, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing, doing all the tasks, I'm doing my activity check, I'm doing the, uh, you know, aff- affiliate PT from, from the PBE and, uh, and, and, you know, like I'm, I'm still, I'm still doing stuff, but, um, but you know what, sometimes, 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 you just, yeah. the mood strikes, Saturday evening, yeah, maybe you're deep into the whiskey. These things happen, and uh, you just start thinking. You know, you're doing you're doing a disservice to your teammates by by not really giving that 100% effort, right? No one wants a teammate who's giving 80% effort, right? Like that's um, that's disrespectful to my teammates. So you know what? I gotta I, I gotta occasionally, occasionally, you know, maybe not every day, maybe not every game. You know, sometimes when the coach isn't looking, you take a shift off, you coast out there. Um, and, uh, but you know, every now and then you got to take, uh, g- g- give it the full effort and actually put in the, uh, the effort to do a point task. I am joined in the booth, uh, just this second, uh, by my good friend and teammate from the PBE where we play together on the Boise Raptors, uh, Derek Rogers, Jr. D-Rod, how you doing, buddy? Well, after today's, uh, series of events where we unfortunately did not win, but one, Maybe two games out of our final six in a very close and very pop. Well, I'm not really sure what word I'd use to describe that final game, but we got to witness one of the greatest pitchers in PBE win his 100th game after several many failed attempts. Yeah, uh, to tell you the truth, I I didn't watch any of the of the sim today, uh, either of the parts of the sim uh, in the PBE. Oh yeah, also uh, D Rod, I should tell you this is a VHL podcast. <laughs> um, but you know what? We're we're going we're going off on a PBE tangent here. Um, in the PBE today, it was the final day of the regular season. Um, however, the Toronto Blue Jays of real life's Major League Baseball. Uh, happened to be playing a doubleheader against the Tampa Bay Rays today, so I watched a whole lot of real baseball and no pretend baseball. Uh, don't ask me how the Jays did. I don't want to talk about it. Um, actually, ah, fuck. Don't ask me how the Raptors did. I don't want to talk about it either. I, I didn't. I'm actually. I'm. I'm just checking. I'm just checking the index now. Checking the index now. Um, so I, mean, uh, I lost my final start to Pax Abadir, so I'm not even going to complain. I had a bet going with Enoch that I'd win more games than Pax Abadir, and of course, Pax Abadir goes 18 and 7, and I go 11 and 11 this season. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, your problem is you play on a dog shit team, right? <laughs> I wouldn't call it uh, that. 
our best hitter was hitting 205 with 28 home runs. Yeah, that's I'm I'm just going like listen like you know uh holy shit like my own player uh Sax Justice on the Boise Raptors like dude I'm like I'm I'm at elite levels of TPE right like I've been a max earner and I and I'm hitting like the the absolute apex of my career right now with that player and like dude my player just had an absolutely forgettable season right like I mean ooh. what is your pl- what is your player's best season? I have not checked that. Dude, wow. his, his, I don't know, his third season? His third season when he only had like 1,000 TPE? Uh, dude, I was third place in MVP voting. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that. That's, that's how good your player was at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he, he peaked early. Um, that's okay. It's, uh, it, it's, about, it's about the journey, not the destination. Oh, that, wait, 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 wait. What year did he finish third in MVP voting? It doesn't. It doesn't normally show that stuff. You were the uh, rookie of the year your first season in yes, the main. Yeah, so, so that- rook, rookie of the year in twenty forty four. Oh, it was my fourth season. Uh, twenty forty seven. I had a four point six WAR season. God, I. I had a four point oh WAR at eleven and eleven with an ERA of four and a quarter. So, I'm very shocked at how good I actually was. But you've yeah. got a, you've got a rookie of the year. You're a three-time, four-time All-Star, and you've won two Silver Sluggers. I've been to the All-Star game once, and I've only, and I haven't done anything else of note. Dude, my my first player's career was like absolutely forgettable. He won, uh, he won a ring. He won, a, he won a championship in his rookie season, uh, when we were still the Utah Railroaders. And then, um, and and then after that, I think he was like an all star two or three times, and that was it. Zero gold gloves, zero silver sluggers. I don't even. Rem- I remember doing the all star game broadcast for uh, Boise, and uh, I was not. What was I at the? Be- oh God, I was not good. I was six and five at the All Star break. Then I was eight and seven. Did terrible in August. Going, yeah, I was gonna say, but you, your your player being six and five going into the break, like our team probably only had like twenty wins at that point or something like that, right? Like our team, oh, had, like we God. we had just I... an awful start, right? But you, at least, you, like your player's season was at least in the first half of the season, was one of the lone bright spots. Let look, let me look going into the break. When was the break? That was uh, July 2nd. My last start had to have been, I think it was against San Antonio. No, that was Dogwood. That was that was the same Dogwood Maple just destroyed my Kudowitz. My last start before the All-Star break I moved into the. I went to the All Star break six and five, off the heels of my first career complete game shutout, striking out seven over nine innings, giving up just five total hits, no walks. Oh, and and that, but now hold on. At this point, the All Star team selections had already been made, hadn't they? I had won six out of nineteen games for Boise. Yeah. I had most wins for Boise out of anybody up to that point, and. Right before the All-Star break, last game before the break, we went in losing. 
We were 20 and 33 at the break. We finished the season at 51 and 57. We went 31 and 20. Yeah, 31 and 24 to finish the season. Yeah, so suddenly if you're winning, you know, six out of every 10 games, you know, you know, like you're you're doing a little bit better than than, you know, 51 and 57, right? Like well, you know, we, we finally started playing the way we were supposed to play in the second half a little bit, but man, it's just that abysmal first half just killed us. Well, we had a much higher, we were seven above 500 to finish the season, so, but we just finished too little too late. Wait, hold on. Were we 57 and 51 or 51 and 57? 51 and 57. We just, okay. it was too little too late because yeah, yeah. guess what? We actually played better than our expected record. We were 47 and 61. And that was our expected record. We finished 51 and 57. Mm-hmm. Last season, we actually had a one game improvement from last season when we went 50 and 58. And we finished in third place. Somehow, some way, Maui was better. That was the closest. That was the year Maui actually was better than us. So. Maui was, I think, one game better than us the season before. Yeah, they were they were fifty two and fifty six. They were two games better than us this season. They just bought them down and went forty and sixty eight. So yeah, it's funny. Now, I, admittedly, I don't um, I don't like spend a ton of time looking at the compendium or looking at rosters or or looking at uh, the draft or looking at at uh, player movement and stuff like that. But I actually uh, I, I kind of felt like like based on I guess last season Maui was kind of like on the upswing like I thought they were going to be I, I thought in whatever division we're in the Legends West Legends West I thought that you know San Antonio was going to run away with it but then I thought all three of Vancouver Boise and Maui I thought it was going to be a dogfight in that division for the, in like the, well, the second, second third and fourth place in that here. division Let's see. They lost Jackson DeMarco to retirement. Dirty Dog is, I don't think, is. Yeah, they lost Dirty Dog, Jackson DeMarco, Walrus Jones, they traded away. Carlos Crashwagon went to OBX, too. That was in. They released Ivy Leaf. Kiwi Mace is no longer on their team. They let him go. Greg Maddox Jr. Is all, was also gone. So they lost one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven pitchers. And Eagle yeah, Eyes, I think, finally... Yeah, Eagle Eyes, I think, retired. After two... After... Let's see. One, two... Three. I think that's seven seasons in PBE. So, he retired. Kept, and everybody else is still on the team. But that was huge, losing Eagle Eyes, who was a... Well, he was only a half-win player, but still, as we have a, that was a massive upswing because I know they finished 12 games worse than they did last season, this season, and they had a, yeah, that's, that's a big swing. They brought up a, oh God, I didn't realize they had a, pl- Dirk Diglett played two games in the field for them. That's how bad they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not even just like having bad players. That's like uh, a roster construction problem. Yeah, they called up uh, Harmichael redacted, 
they end up acquiring Xenophon Echimedes, who had more wins than half their starters at nine and seven as a reliever. Mm-hmm. And their worst pitcher was ex ex Kingpin Rafael de Alcott, who went two and thirteen. Like that team, you could clearly see where everything fell apart because Crashwagon only pit, played with them for uh, eleven games. Ivy Leaf got released after two, and Walrus Jones only lasted six games with them, and him and Crashwagon both left for greener pastures. I know Diglett's probably going to be out the door soon. I know they had a bunch of ro- they had several rookies, like the Echo's called up, but uh, yeah, he Azahe got called up. Harmichael redacted for most of the. The last three, four seasons in the minors, he was in New York for once. Yeah, he is essentially IA, so that was another mistake. Diesel's trying his best, but unfortunately, it's just not looking good. I know his player pretty much retired this season, so Maui's going through a drastic rebuild with their stuff. Is uh yeah yeah I was that was gonna be my next very next question is that I. I, because I don't, uh, I don't really follow the the inner workings of the PV, PBE all that much. I was going to check in if uh, Diesel uh, was still the GM of the Maui. Makos. I believe it's um, yeah, I believe it's him and somebody else. I have no idea who else it is though. Well, I, I might. Um, I, I'm going to just give him a ping here on Discord because he's. I know he's a West Coast guy. He's a California boy. Uh, yeah. He's usually up late night and like, hey, maybe uh, you know what? Maybe we'll. Uh, Oh, he's not even in the server anymore? Oh, that hurts. I think he left. Oh, Diesel. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, you know, that, that, that hurts, man. Left my podcast server. Uh, uh, fuck, well, dude. He, that, there were so many times where he, was, he and I were like, I'd be like late night, middle of the night drunk, and I'd be like, yo, anybody up? And Diesel, like, he was there for me, right? He's just like, yo, what's up? And I'd be like, hey. <laughs> let's uh let's record a podcast. <laughs> well, and so to we be did. Once, three times out of the last, it looks like thirteen seasons, Vancouver's only made the playoffs three times, and their best season in that time frame was a fifty-eight and fifty record, and that was f- only good enough to finish fifth in whatever division that was back then. At fifty-eight and fifty. Then again, that was the uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of players ago. That was a that was a different team. That was uh, Colby Kid, Alex Johnson, J Jab, the original Jabs, Jose forty-three, and not senior. Austin Bentley was on that team, and they didn't. Even, I don't even think they made the playoffs at the in fifth place. No, they didn't. So they went from 2037 until 2042, where they are. That was the year Boise pretty much. They didn't put it together that year. So, yeah, 2042, Boise missed the playoffs by uh, nine games. So, but Vancouver has proven the point that no matter how bad they are, they're never out of this. Five seasons ago, they were the worst team in the league. They were 
36 and 72. I don't even remember them being that bad. Like, that team was not as bad. It, Brian Benz, who's now on OBX, is on that team. RJ Menard, Marcus O'Hulian, who's play, he recreated this season. He's uh, in the minors as Murphy now. Josh Sanders is also on OBX now. Uh, Sack Lodge, RJ Menard, uh, both retired. Stand Up and Dan King are the last two players from that uh, team besides Wade Silliams and Giuseppe Tosin. Because I know Takahashi and Rogers both made their way to OBX. Digger Jr. made his way over to Seattle. Echimedes is over in uh, uh, Maui right now. So the only one who's the only ones who are still there are Tosin, Williams, and uh, looks like Dan King and stand up from the from that thirty six and seventy two team, but they finished the year fifty nine and forty nine, well over five hundred. And Marcus Zerhulahan is still there. Dan King's still there. Stand up is the oldest member of their team right now, besides Flame McDonald. But Flame McDonald was not an original player. So the team had bad had a bad season a couple of years ago, but they came back around. So Boise's going to have to contend with that next season. I know we're going to have some call-ups, but I'll leave that to Jess because I know Jess knows more about it than I do. But other than that, I look at this season not as a bad season. I look at it as a stepping stone because we had – Three players, four, four of our all four of our starters lost ten or more games. So it was clearly not our year. But still, we had. I know Icy Wolf is most likely not going to be on our team anymore after this season, and it sucks because I know we didn't really update. I don't want to talk <laughs> bad about him and or anything of the sort. But a three hundred and fifty-five TPE starter was not going to win any games. He won one game and won 11, so that's yeah, all no, you need to know. I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, the only thing I know about that is that um, we had, uh, like, uh, Jess and, uh, and C-Mac, um, they, they they went back and forth about this and 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 Petra as well because Petra rocks like the uh, the the like behind the scenes out of the park stuff quite a bit. We had a a big long discussion about which one of our various sort of like low TPE relief pitchers was going to be the fourth starter this season, and uh, like the the idea was uh, Icy Wolf was kind of like more of an opener than a starter like so every fourth game was kind of going to be a bullpen game and like so we'd just like we weren't treating icy wolf like a starting pitcher we were treating him like a you know if you get two or three innings like that's a that's a good thing um now oh also this is a podcast and we're on the record so uh, uh can i have the last 30 seconds of this uh stricken from the record please um thank you <laughs> um the the other thing uh, that I'd just like to respond to uh, what you just said, D Rod, was that uh, like 
you you look at this season as a stepping stone. And I mean, I I don't want to get down on anybody or be negative, but like I, I'm I kind of think like ah, you know what? It it sucks. You know, it's just it's just the way it goes sometimes, right? Not not everybody can win every year, right? You know, you if you if you get thumped, you take your licks and you move on. But uh, last season was supposed to be the stepping stone season, and then this season was the stone that we had stepped to. I'm losing the analogy, but anyhow, like. Uh, to, you know, we were supposed we to were sort of climbing. The, we were trying yeah, to climb we, the stairs to success. Yeah, yeah, but like we were, at. we were supposed to be close to the top of the staircase this season, and now it's kind of like, well, okay, the season sucked. Whatever, you know, bad, bad, bad luck. You know, I feel like in terms of TPE numbers, in terms of builds, like you know, I like I don't mind anything about our team, and you know, just some uh, some harsh sim luck, and uh, you know, it is what it is. But well, and we'll uh, we'll keep moving forward, but. Instead of our 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 window kind of being like this season, next season, and the two seasons after that, it's like ah, I can feel like we have to push our expectations back a season now. But then there's going to be, you know, Tupland will be gone, um, Tom Riddle will be in regression, Sax Justice and Derek Rogers Jr. will be in regression. Like you know, ah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. There's going to be uh, salary cap issues. We're gonna have to dance around, and um, you know, it's just that. Hey, that, hey, that, that honestly, that's part of the game. That's why we play it, right? That's uh, well. The major thing I'm looking at right now is uh, we had um, two seasons ago. We had three IAs in our bullpen. Well, not IA. We had three IAs on our team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, three hitters. We had four IAs total. Radiance Ham, who went to Cancun. Hit 247 for us and was a negative 7.7 war. But he still stole 47 bases. We didn't need him to be good. We just needed him to get on base and steal bases. We we stole 171 bases two seasons ago. We only hit 129 home runs, including the 28 that Stubby hit. But Bodnar was, two seasons ago, Bodnar had way more TBE, so we weren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Even you had 15 home runs and stole 24 bases. You were a three-win player despite your struggles at the plate. We weren't expect. I went 13 and two two seasons ago. Now, yeah, that, that, that's what I mean, right? Like your your player is not all that different than it was two seasons ago. Yet you've gone from 13 and two to like what? what 11 and 11. 11 and 11. Because that's the. Uh, I can look at the impact right now because. The team had a 322 on base two seasons ago, and now this season, well, I say two seasons ago because now we're going to be going into 2050, which is season 34. No, yeah, season 34. Because I look at us now, we were a better team somehow, but our average and on base went way down because we have a low TPE player at designated hitter but we also had another guy with around the same amount of tpe hit almost double the for almost double the average and like 97 points higher for the on base so one is gonna hope that over that span that we have better players hitting because the team average went down uh, from, I think it was somewhere in the 270 range. Yeah. To, it was 262 to 248. 
Our on base went from 322 to 304. And the team's war went down, I think at least. Yeah, it went down four. No. Yeah, we had a 12.4 war as a hitting as a team hitting last season. And then this season we had a team war of 7.5 for hitting. And our pitching war was 12. Mm-hmm. Down from, uh, I think it was 15 and a half. Because that was a... Uh, that was a combination of Jenkins Miller leaving and uh, us moving. Um, what's his name? Yeah, we had a player named Icebox Johnson who was negative WAR. Her Petra's player was negative WAR, but this season they were better. So it was more or less about having higher TP bullpen members, but it wasn't so much that as we have a. Uh, we have the past season's Rookie of the Year in uh, Matty Paul. His pitcher only pitched in 37 games. Shigenyo was used in, 30, in 44. And I'm hoping we retain him because he was 6-3, and three, but he got us through a lot of those games. He struck out 125 batters in just 68 innings. He was the only player we sent to the All-Star game. Yeah, he's, and he had 14 saves. Itchy knows we have our, we have on our team until next season, but if we can retain Chigeno and maybe Maple, that would be good for our th- our top three starters. Because I know catcher was a uh, three and four with an ERA somewhere in the five range. Yeah, they weren't really helped by the uh, that game aim against uh, Vancouver much, but. Yeah, they no, had I, some hard we're, luck we're, losses. We're in, a, we're in a good place. Uh, you know, the bulk of the team is still fairly young. Like you've got, uh, you know, Tom Riddle, Derek Rogers Jr., Sax Justice. Um, I guess Bobby Rude at the uh, at the top. Yeah, Rude is. Uh, Rude did really well. He led the yeah. team in doubles with twenty nine. He had eighteen home runs, drove in fifty six. He hit two sixty five for a career for a career year, and mm-hmm. he had a three point one WAR. Yeah. He's trying to beat Ernie Harwell again for Gold Glove, which I don't think he's going to do. Don't let him hear me say that, though, because I know he'll be mm-hmm. rather upset. But, yeah, it was a rather difficult stretch of the season for him to finish up because he was hitting, after that 7-4 win against Vancouver on September 9th, his average dropped from 275 down to 265 because he went, Oh, for his last, it looks like four, seven, ten, thirteen. He went over his last fifteen with three walks. Looks like six strikeouts and two runs scored. That was his last. That was his last couple games against the sweep. We didn't get swept by Vancouver, at least, but we got we lost two out of three to New York to finish out the season, which was really rough because I think the last game of the season was. Yeah, that was Icy Wolf's final start. I didn't realize we had another game, but they got destroyed through the first inning. Didn't give up any homers. Just mm-hmm. The only problem was a lot of doubles. This team gave up a lot of extra base hits, yeah. and that was, its, I feel, its weakest point of the 
Well, 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 well that, I mean, what, what we need to do in that in that regard, is, obviously, is adjust our park factors in the off season. But uh, enough about that. Um, b- before we continue, uh, we're, we're being tremendously rude. I would like to uh, finally uh, give him a chance to butt in here and welcome to the podcast a uh, friend of the show, Diesel J, uh, has been waiting patiently since he joined while while uh, D-Rod and I just like poured over the end of season stats for like three quarters of the Boise Raptors roster. Uh, Diesel, uh, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, dude, it, it has been a while. It has been a while. Uh, like, I, I don't know, like, has it been, has it been a year? Like, when, when was the last time we did a podcast? I don't know, dude, it's been a while. Uh, I want to say maybe like six months or so, maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- uh, doing podcasts with me is an ephemeral thing that you have to like really, you have to catch me right when I'm like just drunk enough, but I'm also bored and I'm like, yeah, doing a podcast on the internet with a bunch of strangers seems like a great idea. Let's do it. Um, and, and anyhow, uh, the whole reason uh, I specifically sought you out because you had left this Discord server, which wounded me deeply. Um, the the whole reason I I, uh, I sought you out is because we uh, Derek and I we were just sort of doing a post mortem on the PBE season that was, and I said that my my preseason predictions for the Legends West Division was that, yeah, San Antonio was going to run away with it. We all knew that was going to happen. But I expected Vancouver, Boise, and Maui to just be in like an absolute dogfight. I expected 2-3-4 in Legends West to be a bloodbath and a super tight race. Uh, And and it wasn't um, for a variety of reasons, uh, many of which, uh, at least... uh, with regard to the Boise side, Derek and I have already gone over before any of you guys joined in here. Um, but uh, but but uh, if if you're interested, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on the Maui Makos season that was, and uh, how the Maui Makos are looking going into season thirty whatever of the thirty four uh, of the thing that we're in the 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 PBE whatever it stands for. Pro uh, baseball and the experience. Sure. So uh, I suppose it's not very obvious if you're not really paying attention. Um, at the start of the season, I don't think you'd have been. I don't think you'd be wrong to have said what you said. Uh, but at some point, I kind of realized the writing well. The writing was on the wall. Um, I probably should have realized this a while ago with how this team was shaping out but uh with the way cap just kind of died over the next like couple of seasons uh i just realized we're not in a position to compete so why even like we're not in a position to compete and we're not going to get much better so why not focus on a draft that's this big and try to do this team over the right way so um, we kind of decided right as the season started that uh, we kind of just had to sell and get out of this, get out of this core, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I, I, and I know, um, like, it, you know, it for, for me, I'm, I'm a little bit of an outsider just because I'm, you know, I'm not a GM. I, uh, I don't pay all that much attention to the draft. I, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the war room with Boise, and I, I have input on the draft, but uh, I'm lazy as well, so I don't actually do any of the of the work uh, scouting any of the picks. Um, I, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about how this is like a huge draft with a, a lot of active players uh, mm-hmm. in, in it coming up. Um, without giving too much away. Uh, is, is there anybody in particular that you're uh, that you're excited about uh, look, looking at? Um, oh man, there's so many. Because you're, uh, you, it, no, I'm just I'm looking at the standings on the website right now, and it looks like you're going to be picking fifth. We maybe? have the third overall pick and the fifth overall pick. Oh, oh, oh you've got someone's someone else's pick at three. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, just more specifically, we OBX maybe. We, yeah, so when we decided to rebuild, um, we had some great pitching prospects. I'm sure people would have known. Um, and we decided that it made the most sense to send them off somewhere else. Uh, as much as that hurt me, those two, uh, Caravaggio and uh, Papa Freddy, are, are two of maybe the coolest dudes I've ever met in the past like year in this league, if not more. Uh they're great people to be around, but they they knew it was up and they were cool with it. So mm-hmm. we we put out offers and and even with this even with this cap problems that we're we're going to have to deal with over the next few seasons, the teams were interested, and that's just how good these guys were. So we yeah we made a couple of moves. We sent uh, Walrus Jones, aka Caravaggio. Uh, he went to OBX and then. We also sent Papa Freddy to Providence. So, yeah, we got a lot of picks back. I mean, you can go into the compendium right now. We have, uh, what is it? We have two firsts and two seconds in this draft, and then uh, two more seconds next season. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much we just are kind of going into this rebuild, like, full dive if that makes any sense. So you guys don't have a... You guys have Providence's first for um, season 35, but Cancun ended up getting your uh, first for season 35. Do you think that's going to... I know that's two seasons from now, but is that going to affect your team and your decision-making from that point? Uh, I'm not... Too concerned about it, considering uh, I I I, t- I kind of take S thirty five as a free pass anyway because um I take S thirty five as a free pass anyway because I'm going to be drafting my recreate so I mean I I consider myself a first round value just out of that I mean you know obviously it'd be nice to get myself and some first round talent but at the end of the day. Uh, that's that's on me for uh, trading for a rental piece that we probably didn't need, considering we kind of gave up like a week after that. But it is what it is. All right. Um, well, maybe in a minute or two, I would uh, I would also like to get everybody's input on how they feel about the upcoming 
salary cap change coming in the PBE, the, uh, the, the shrinking of the salary cap. But before we get into that, uh, someone who's also been waiting patiently to be introduced, uh, I would like to welcome another friend of the show, friend of the Super Tardis and ESO podcast, LSU fan one zero one. Uh, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's, we've been a long hiatus. Uh, thanks for jumping on this. I know this was super spur of the moment, and I'm like literally just like dropping links and pinging people all over the place, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just drunk enough that it seems like a good idea at the time. Uh, we're talking pro baseball and the experience. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's that indeed? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, well, Hey, listen, that's LSU fan. Uh, thanks everybody. Thanks for being on the show. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see you later. See you, see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Yeah. No. Uh, Hey, um, yeah. Oh, I, I, pro I probably had a jumping off point that I was going with as I spoke with authority. Um, uh, LSU, any uh, any thoughts about the uh, about the PBE season, the regular season that just wrapped up? Um, um well, you see, I kind of like didn't pay attention to to the league for a solid like six months. Oh yeah, dude, me too. Uh, <laughs> I was I actually quit the league, so I, I'm I'm back now, but I'm still not really paying much attention. Um, all, all I know is that cap has dropped, and the Firehawks are apparently pretty good. So, uh, my oh, fuck my, are, minor leagues, man. Fuck minor leagues. <laughs> uh, Fire HO, specifically Hummus. Um, yeah, they yeah. are a corrupt hey, organization. Hey, 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 you know what? I, I haven't, I haven't tweeted today. I'm just gonna make sure I get up on Twitter right now. We're going your, tweet. Uh, oh no. <laughs> hashtag oh god how do I fuck why is twitter like checking my phone number hashtag fire ho space hashtag pbesim okay hashtag. i bet you were gonna say fire bumus fraud oh my well well, well i am now <laughs> hashtag bumus fraud hashtag vcl now I don't know what any of these words mean, but I'm tweeting them. Oh, I do know one more thing. I okay, know well, that anyhow, uh, I tweeted. Boise Raptors missed the playoffs. Ooh, yeah, sure did. Yeah. I I want to ask you about that. Uh, who's in? Like, who does your sim testing? Who's uh, in charge of that? Cmac and Petra Jess for the most it. part, but now uh, Cmac as as well. Jess doesn't do a ton of sim testing. Okay. I want to ask what what is Cmac thinking with this lineup? It's very confusing. Oh yeah, that's well. Well, uh... well, 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 well so the the idea was because we like we had three starting pitchers and then a and then like a, a big bullpen of like a whole bunch of six hundred TPE guys. So our idea was instead of a fourth starter, we were kind of kind of going to have an opener and then the like every fourth start was going to be a bullpen day and uh you know what it didn't work out all that well well i'm not as your pitching's not that bad but your lineup is what i'm confused about oh really oh okay um, yeah, 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 yeah laid on me i don't know so what's uh <laughs> so... i'm about to go look at our lineup for the first time this season <laughs> so you have 
Sack Justice. Sack Justice. Our, our, our best hitter. Yeah. Solid oh, lead-up. Oh, 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 really? Oh, I can't believe people are agreeing with me okay, when I say so that. Sax Justice, solid lead-up. And then you have uh, Beecham, which I, I don't really understand why they're batting. Oh, do, I, do, 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 this lineup was not like this for most of the season. For okay, most se- that's, yeah, this is, because this lineup just is, if I were, if I were Boise's GM, I wouldn't do this lineup. No, I feel like for most of the season, it went Justice, Toot Bland, yes. Bobby Roode, Stubby McGuire. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like you're you one of your best power hitters is hitting a sixth and you have like a contact guy hitting fourth that just doesn't really make any sense. But, yeah, like, no, I mean, no, they, they, no, this yeah. is just like just the last sim, I think. As long as yeah, because that's very confusing. Um, I think I can actually pinpoint when they made that change. I know it was like halfway through the season when they did that, so and you, you know what? Even like all, like I'm not gonna say every sim, but at least every week, our batting order was a, it was a living creature this season. Like we, like you know, it's not, it's not like sometimes you have a uh, a lineup that you like how it sims in the off season, and you just like set it and forget it. Like no, we, we like it was in a constant state of flux. There was there were little yeah. tweaks and all season long. I used but, to I used to think like that back in the day but i've started to realize it for some reason it really messes with your your batter sometimes yeah and i i find that too that like you know it seems like oh you you try to just tweak something to help it a little bit and it seems like every time you fuck with it it hurts it so it's like ah eh, just put know. you know put put your high tpe guys at the top and and just like traditional lineup construction right like so okay who's batting lead off your best on base guy Who's batting second? Your best all-arounder. Uh, who's batting fourth? Like your your like all-or-nothing slugger, right? You're right. Just like like you know tr- traditional lineup construction kind of kind of philosophies. I mean, yeah, it's that, and, 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 and I and I feel yeah. like P- PBE doesn't like like small ball nickel and dime micromanaging the way say like modern well, like right right now 2022 yeah. ma- major league baseball like teams that are well managed win a lot of games okay yeah well but but i think pbe that, just like responds to like early 2000s level saber metrics i think a big difference a big reason for that is the fact that like with a pbe your major league team is only going to have like what nine batters for there it's like 17 guys that's it and those like there's very minimal squad rotation if any well um, yeah the only changes that yeah. would be made are with the lineup and small very small objection with that statement a couple seasons ago i don't remember which one when i was on the the uh detroit demons uh detroit versus everybody uh it was actually the year before tardis stepped down we were not doing too hot but had potential. We made a uh, lineup change right before the All-Star break. Uh, and then I think we like went on some wacky run. We basically got a solid amount of Simluck and were able to steal a playoff spot from two teams. 
Um, so sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes that does help if you're in a slump. But when you're like playing well, I don't advise changing your lineup at all. Okay. Well, what I'm saying and I'm thinking is that, uh, like long-term changes work. They do work because I've done it before and I've seen it work. But what I'm saying is things like you're so you know every sim you're playing like seven eight games usually and so you might be playing two completely different teams and the problem is a lineup might work well against one team but it might be terrible against another team so putting your best like your best everyday lineup out there in general i think you're gonna win the most amount of games that being said, I do think like long-term changes make sense. Like, uh, we had this, we had, we always had this problem in Vancouver back on my original player where uh, we'd start off like four and fifteen or something awful, and we, nothing would work. And then, like one season, it was bad, and and we decided to make a change. And oh, this is so so obnoxious. We decided to make a change, and we had uh, Hunter Harrison, who was, I think, an MVP the season before. And we moved him out of his position in the lineups to somewhere else. And we started to win games, but he was so upset about it that he forced us to trade him in the middle of the season, basically. Um, so, that... <laughs> yeah. I, I think it... It kind of depends on, like, a, a number of things. But for some reason, certain players just play well or play better at a at, at one spot. Like, when I was, uh, I was Joe Burrow, uh, I, was, I was terrible. Like, I could not hit to save my life. I, like, a, I, I think I was, like, uh below 250 um, my entire career leading up to this. Um, and we go into the playoffs, and they moved me up to, I think I was batting seventh for some reason. And then I, like, it was just a crazy sequence of, like, I went on this run throughout the entire playoffs. So for some reason, I think Iso or Diesel, you might have said it too. Some people are just better at some spots and it kind of doesn't make sense and then when you mess with that then the game hates you yeah 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 so sorry do so good oh, oh no yeah no i i was just gonna I, I agree completely with that you know just to bring that point back that like you know what man and honestly, I I don't know if any of you guys I I've never played baseball at a super high level, right? I I've played. I'm in the MLB, man. I've played. I, I got, I've I played competitive small town beer league fast pitch, and that was That's as far the, as I ever that, got. That, that um, man, you know, all star. You 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 know, I I play in leagues where teams that are competitive evaluate their players for sobriety. Um, you know, if you if you want to win, right? Like, just man, man, like get, get drunk after the game, right? But I I don't play on those teams. So anyhow, so I I don't have I don't have any like high level. You know, I I never played. I was never a college athlete. I never played. 
you know, minor league ball or anything like that. But uh, it just seems like I, I kind of like the way, uh, whether it's out of the park or whether it's our bastardization of out of the park that we use with like our arbitrarily ascribed statistical limits in the PBE. But like, honestly, hey, you see it in real baseball all the time. Sometimes there's a guy who like, is a young player, new to the team, working his way up the ranks. You know, he comes comes in, you know, finally cracks the show, makes it to the bigs, and bats eighth, and he's garbage, right? He's batting 178, and it's like, yeah, he's probably going back down to AAA for more seasoning. And then all of a sudden, he comes up, and there's an injury, and he's batting leadoff, and the guy's lights out, right? Like, like sometimes this happens, right? You know, sometimes game situation, game management, the player ahead of you, the player behind you, like there's so many small things that can affect baseball. And I think that's kind of why nerds love baseball, right? Like nerds love exactly. the variables, the, the, the randomness, the chaos. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's, there's the saying, um, Every day you go to a baseball game, you'll see something that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's true to a point. But yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the things that is so cool and interesting is there's, there's, so, there's so many mental aspects and so many different kind of things that like it just changes how a player plays, how a player sees things, how a team performs. And it, it really just de- depends on the smallest, minute details. You know, it's like how 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 you're hitting the ball. You could hit the ball 108 miles per hour, 100 mile, 108 miles per hour off the bat, but if you're not hitting it to the right spots, you're not gonna go anywhere. You know, vice versa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you absolutely square up a fastball and just barrel it and put a fucking spark in that baseball and send it deep out into the gap. But you know what? The center fielder was playing you that way a little bit, and he can just run under it. And like, you, you, like yeah, and like, you, like you did everything right. You know, the pitcher yeah. has three or four different pitches he can play. He can throw against you. You're you're looking at the pitcher. You're looking at the runners on base. You're looking over the third base coach if you're a right-handed batter or whatever, right? Like you're you're like you're getting all these signals. You've got all this this stuff going on. It's fucking. It's intense, and then you do everything right. You put the good part of the bat on the baseball. You give it a mighty stroke, a nice, you know, a launch angle that's just enough to get it over the infield, where you know you're not going to just line out to an infielder. You know, should drop in the in the on the grass, and you know maybe a couple of hops to the fence, and like you're looking at a stand up double. But like ah no, just like the outfielder was playing you a little bit different and just made a routine catch, and you're out. Oh, for one. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this is some, funny. It's something that's been happening with the A's right now. Sorry to segue a little bit, but uh, Christian Pache uh, traded for him Great in the player. off season, right? In the in the Matt Olson trade with uh, the Braves. Pache is an amazing center fielder. Uh, you know, maybe one of the best in baseball right now in terms of defense. Uh oh, I think I made Derek Rogers leave. Anyway, uh, one of the best defenders in baseball, but he just cannot hit this season. Uh, and so he gets sent down to AAA. And 
the problem is, like, we have people who, of course, stat nerds, especially A's fans, we're the biggest nerds in baseball, in my opinion, but, uh, we're looking at it, it's like, oh, this dude's hitting, like, 108, 110 off the bat constantly, and he's got no luck, because Babip is awful, and it's like, there's so many things that are a part of that that you have to look at, and you never know which one it might be, you know, because it could be like, hey, they know you're going to swing and you hit the ball hard, so why not throw you a curveball or a changeup or something that's not going to go anywhere? Uh, it could be you're not elevating the ball. You keep hitting grounders. It's, there's so many circumstances that you could be doing one thing right, but you're not doing everything else right. And it's it's just like, it's amazing how many like points there are to everything in baseball. Baseball's the only sport where like it's almost impossible maybe other than like where a pitcher will throw up like what pitch is gonna come it's pretty much almost impossible to like predict what exactly is gonna happen like, exactly it in football you you might i mean you watch a lot of film you'll know the play uh the formation you can have an idea of all that in baseball, it's like, okay, this player, typically, they'll be able to change up low inside. They'll, they'll hit it and boom, like, that's gone. But they could get under it just a little bit and it's a ground out to third or something like that. It's, it's the, probably the best part of the game. And it's honestly, I think it's actually kind of cool how, like, that sense of randomness is also in are sim because there are a lot of like sim engines in other leagues where it's just like it's too easy it's too predictable you already know what's going to happen i feel like that's something unique that the pbe has where yeah tpe and your player builds and and testing all that matters but also there's a sense of like smart randomness not just random bullshit it's like calculated and all that and and that's that's cool yeah i i I agree and i i think that's one of the things that i love about the pbe is because if if in-game performance was tied super tightly to tpe then every single player in the league would have the exact same career arc. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where, where, like, you come into the league as a rookie and you're not very good, and then you get better and better over your, like, first three or four seasons. And then in, like, season six, seven, eight, you're really, really good. And then you taper off in your twilight years for as long as you care to keep uh, regressing that player. Whereas in real life, there are players that come out of the minors or come out of high school or college or whatever and just like burst onto the scene and light it up and sometimes they stick sometimes they're a flash in the pan sometimes you get players who are in their 30s and all of a sudden put together two or three years of all-star level play and like i want pbe to have that too so i'm i'm okay with the current level of sort of randomness you know like uh, a guy who's got more power than the next guy will probably hit more home runs 
but you never know, right? Maybe maybe the guy who's got less power uh, got more pitches to hit, you know? Right. Um, and that's how that's how PB is, and that's how baseball is, right? Nerds, you know, the sabermetric kind of crowd, advanced stats guys. We love reducing humans to what they do to like you know like like if you just have two guys and it's like oh this guy this guy fields a ground ball at third base and gets the out 98 percent of the time oh but this guy gets the out 98.1 percent of the time we don't talk about their attitude or their you know, how nice they are or how much the fans like them or what their contract is. Like, we just, <laughs> we try to distill the essence of baseball players down into, like, whatever arbitrary statistics we decide at the time. And I find that both admirable and hilarious. Because um, like, ultimately, it's a human game. You can have a guy who's the best defender in the league and... You know, at like shortstop or second base or something like that. But hey, you know what? Someone hits a hard hit ground ball at him that should be a double play or something like that, and he muffs it. And like, you know, it's a human thing. Like we're talking, like because we talk about rates, we talk about averages, and we talk about predicted outcomes. But then when we actually watch a baseball game. We're not talking about a predicted outcome. We're not talking about a regression to the mean or aggression to the mean. We're, we're like we're watching a single play where there's a spinning small white object that comes hot off a bat and hits the dirt, and a guy's got to make a play on it. And like I don't know, like that. So to me, that's what I love that we talk about the averages, the statistics, the aggregated, accumulated uh, results that we can look back on. And then any time a new event doesn't fit that uh, narrative, that the, you know those statistics that we've already decided we like, we like either have to adjust the statistics or discard that single event and call it an outlier. Anyhow, baseball's weird. Baseball fans are weird. You guys are weird. It's the middle of the night. You're on a podcast with me. I am, it is it is two nerd o three a.m. on July third two thousand twenty two, and I am yeah. sitting here talking to a grown man about <laughs> baseball. Um, so you guys don't know this because when I started this rec- this uh, recording, I was by myself. But uh, one thing I always do on all of my podcasts for any sim league or just for anything in general is that as soon as the recording has started, I say a very few, like, you know, just brief introductory words. I say like, hey, good, you know, good night, good morning, good good day, everybody. Thanks for being here. And then I say the time and the date. And fuck, I don't even know what time it was when I started this I podcast. This. Uh, but but I, I literally said, like, I don't know, two-ish hours ago. I don't know what time it was. Uh, fuck, where was I? I was in the Calgary Wranglers in the VHL locker room, and I said, fuck, so I'm doing a podcast now, and that was at 10.17, 22.17. Oh, fuck, it's not even been an hour? Holy fuck, no. I, feel like, I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> it's only been like 45 minutes. No, 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 it's been 58 minutes. 
You're good. Well, You're good. I'll give my licks in now because I know since he's here, I can say this. Joe Burrow is the source of my most infamous call in PVE history. Uh, do, do we have the clip? Can we can, can we can wait, we go to the clip? Actually, yeah. My, oh, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Do, do we have the clip? Like, it's, like, it's, is uh, it like, did, did somebody save it? Twitch. It's somewhere on Twitch. Bridget Westfall was the center fielder. Boise is still up 6-5. This is game four of the uh, semifinals. <gasps> it's the conference finals <laughs> for Boise against Providence. This was Gerald Burrell's final season in the PBE. Yep, yep, yep. It's a ball hit to center field. It's over Westfall's head. Joe Burrow has like 35 speed. He's he's picking him up. He's putting him down. He's rounding second base. AJ's saying they better get that ball back in. He's rounding third. Westfall's throwing it to Sex Justice. Justice throws the ball in. And I say, oh my God. Burrow's safe with an inside the park home run to tie the game. You're kidding me. No. That was the okay. most infamous call I ever made was those three words on that broadcast. And I said, oh, my God, because I knew for a fact Boise was up 6 nothing, and after the first two innings in that game against Providence. And Joe Burrow hit an inside-the-park home run to tie game four, which Boise went on to sweep. But by the time that had transpired, I was almost despondent after AJ sent it over to me for the next inning because I couldn't believe the fact that Boise had blown a 6 nothing lead in the biggest game of the season. you got to remember, that you, you got to be professional wild. about it, right? When, when you're on stream, you're a streamer. You're not a player. You're, you're, you know, you're a streamer. You I know. I give, wasn't give, give fair, fair shift and uh, fair, fair thrift to everybody. I remember, I think I hit, uh, oh, it was the World Series because I made it to a World Series. Uh, worst, worst day of my sim league life. Uh, that that sim because um, we got walked off in the bottom of the ninth in Game Seven after leading. But I, I hit a home run or I, it might have been like a double or something. And um, I, w- I I'm not a commentator, but I was watching the stream and I'll mute the stream and I'll commentate the games by myself because i'm weird like that you know gosh you fucking nerd (laughs) and um i did that and then i remember like a couple innings later i was like all right you know what my voice is getting tired i'm stressed i'm just gonna listen to this and then all of a sudden danny b's at the plate with the bases loaded in game seven of the world series and he hits a grand slam and he is the streamer and has to say professional and oh, dude, and in, he did, and he, he did. did. It was and, amazing. And he, but during this, he's typing in the demons locker room, and everyone is going nuts. And it was like, how is he? This, yeah, dude, I, I remember that. Um, yeah, and that then, was uh, got walked off. Outer Banks. Was that who you're playing? Yep, we were playing. Yeah, oh. and, and, yeah, and, you know, I remember that, and, and I was like, oh yeah, it's his player hits like this grand slab in like game seven of the yeah, world series said, and he had like ice water in his veins and he just called it crisp cool professional it was amazing oh wait okay i, I think do we have I the clip think, are we going to the clip 
I don't have a clip oh, yet. Oh, I, also, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to do clips, but if anybody sends them, I do because I'm also a huge nerd. I do a little bit of... There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will oh. be a home run. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I mean, we have that clip. We have one of those clips, at least. Because I know uh, I sent a number of those clips to uh, Boise's locker room while I was yeah. doing stream. And I remember that the way that game ended for Providence, and I felt so bad. I tried my best to remain professional, but I kind of let my emotions get the best of me at the end of that game. Because I, at the start of the inning, I asked uh, AJ if he was excited, because I know I was, because it was in the bottom of the 10th inning. Providence had had a chance to win, to go ahead in that game. And I was very excited because Boise had not been to the World Series yet. In there, did you win that series? Uh, yeah, we won that series, but it was how it ended that really was surprising. Uh, see if I remember correctly. Bodnar strikes out. Parker Bochamp, I think, uh, got a base hit. Kagamine was on the mound. It's not a. It's not Len Kagamine. I think it was Ren Kagamine. Okay. One of the Kagamine brothers. Uh, Justice is up. Pass ball. I think you were the catcher. No, you weren't. I was. You were the catcher. Ouch. That sucks. Oh, I might have been... Second to last play of your career. Man. All right. But here's, all here's I remember was saying... Uh, so he I... had the inside the park home run, and then he has the pass ball. In the same I, game, so I I was known for my like I was a I wanted to be a defensive player. I didn't want to like I well I wanted to like hit five million home runs, but that wasn't going to happen. And like I was just aiming to be a solid defensive player and win a couple of gold gloves and and that stuff. I never I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever came close. But um. That's kind of funny how my the last game of my career, I had an inside the parker to tie it up, and then I cost us the game on a passed ball. That, uh, that kind of stings a little bit. Well, I know after the passed ball, Tax Justice came up. And oh, uh, hold, hold on, was this the uh, was this the J Doctor? Home run after the passed ball to Petra Sabor. Oh wait, no. hold on. No, Maybe no, 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 worse? no. I it was I, the game I, against I Providence. I'm thinking of oh, that that no, that's right. Sax Justice hit a walk off single, which I guess got scored a double because he was able to just moonwalk his way to second before they ended the game. Yeah, the name of the clip I called it "Saxiest Man of Alive." Yeah, that, that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. Good. Yeah, no, I, I was getting that confused with the other time that the Boise Raptors uh, moved on in the playoffs after keeping their season alive with a batter reaching first base on a dropped third strike, <laughs> um, which was uh, oh my god. J- I, J- was, I watched that. J Doctor hit th- th- that clip. Oh, in fact, you know what? I have that clip on YouTube. Uh, I-, I saved it. I made sure because I was like, I didn't know how Twitch oh, saved Joel. their shit. Oh, I, 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 I have, I have the clip. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. The clip. Well, it's the most Joel popular hates that clip, clip on. Fiery passion, man. You know it, this. 
dude, so I'm watching. I've got Twitch on my television in my living room. My wife and like my children, who at the time are like five and two, were like cooking dinner just like in the middle of the day. But like, you know, it's the playoffs. Like I, I got the Twitch stream on the TV and it's intense, right? We're in like game seven. And uh, anyhow, and that happens. We're down to our final out as Boise trailing by one, I believe. You you were, it was two nothing. Or maybe we're trailing by two. And, you know, and that happens. We're down to our final out. We're down to our final strike. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It's a drop third strike, right? You know, the catcher's just gonna, gonna throw, throw Petra out at, uh, out of one and that's the game and oh no wow petra reaches and then it happens really quickly right you know how like when you're because when you're watching the out of the park stream it only shows the final pitch of every at bat right like you know you don't you don't watch the entire at bat you just watch whatever was the pitch that resulted in something happening so it's just like oh it happened so quickly like oh hey you know what oh our season's over oh our season's not over okay our season has been extended by one batter whatever jay doctor's up and then jay doctor rips a home run to right center uh to give us the lead right it wasn't a walk-off uh we were the visiting team it was not a walk-off um you know, gave us the lead, but we were the, we were the visiting team. But anyhow, it was a three run homer. It was a three run. Yeah, we were down by two. It was, anyhow, yeah. I jumped up. I was like in the middle of cooking dinner and had just like poked my head out of the kitchen to like look at the TV to see how the stream was doing. And then I I watched that at bat, and I jumped up. And I don't know how tall the ceilings are in my house, but they're like I don't know eight foot ceilings, like normal normal interior North American living space ceilings. You're what? Six one, six two? I'm six foot nothing. But I hit my but head. Not around nothing. <laughs> I hit my head. <laughs> and so I come down and I'm like fucking fist pumping and I'm like jacked as all hell and my wife and my kids have no idea what's going on and I'm just like like dude like that might have been like like dude I I I I I play sports you know I I play recreational level sports as an adult I played sports growing up as a kid I've always played sports that might have been the most hyped the most pumped up i've ever been about a sport was that home run so i remember going back to that world series uh i was watching the stream and like oh no it wasn't it was the uh the semifinals uh and you know my family they kind of know i'm in sim leagues i've tried to explain it to them they think i'm a nerd they don't care they just want me to shut up and do my homework um and we uh we were we actually walked off sarasota in game six of the uh of the semifinals, i believe and you know uh my i have a pretty decent sized living room and a pretty decent sized house so we walk I saw the animation. I, I knew it was a walk-off. Before like the clip ends, I'm circling my house. I get back to my living room and I stubbed my toe. And and uh mm. I remember this because it really hurt. 
But then I just kept like wall. I kept running all the way around screaming. Now I do this a lot when like LSU wins or on like dramatic fashion or something. So my parents are used to it by this point. But they were so confused because you know it's a fake sports league. And then I just I remember I yelled. I well I I couldn't yell it, but I had to mumble. I was like, "Fuck, that hurt." Because it, I mean, if I yelled it, they would have murdered me. Um, and my mom or my sister heard it and she looked at me. And I was like, I'm going to the World Series. I'm going to the World Series. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know why, because that, that story kind of makes no sense. That, that whole, like, sim, like, the memory itself makes no sense to me. I don't know why I remember it. But I, I just remember, like, right after, I was like, oh, my God, my toe hurts so bad. <laughs> okay, uh, here, tell me if you guys can hear this, because I'm not sure if my... If, my uh, soundboard is working properly. Head. Or we'll head to the... Hey, are you excited? This is crazy. All right. Can you guys hear that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's the, that's the call. Or we'll head to the... Hey, are you excited? This is crazy. Jump. Oh. He's hit left field. Parker Beach was caught with their first hit of the game. And there is a strike. As strike three is on Bodnar, Justice. Pass ball, runner to second base. Winning runs on second base. High ball, deep center. It landed. It's dropped. It's the ball game. It's Anyhow. Goosebumps. D-Rod, the way your voice cracks just a tiny bit when you're like, it's gone! That's the ballgame! That's the kind of emotion that a good play-by-play announcer should have. Uh, you know, like, I, I think that was a terrific call. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, my clip ended right there. If you watch yeah, but- enough... Uh- TBE, you'll see some, uh, you'll see some pretty incredible things. Mm-hmm. Well, there was another one that gold. There was another. It wasn't even a call. It was me and Gold. A couple of us. I think it was this season or last season. The no hitter that wasn't. The no hitter loss. I think it was. I forget which teams it was. It was a. Uh, was it Maui? I think it was. Oh. I think it was. Was that you guys? Uh, hold on. So first of all, I just like to point out that 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 LSU was just trying to link the Twitch clip to me that I I, that I already have saved on my own personal YouTube channel for posterity. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. Um. Hey, but then there's also this. And a single, the tying run going to be at the plate in Connor McDavid, who strikes out. By the and way, goal on DVS. And a drop third strike, they're oh. going to put him on. Winning run at the plate. And Jay Doctor, a home run. The dropped third strike comes back to bite the Scorpions. As Jay Doctor takes the lead. Is that anyhow? That I, I, both I, I hosts lo- I, are on DVS. Yeah, that, so that's it. I just love O Gold struggling to like be impartial and like just make the call, even though it's as unbelievable as for him as it was for anybody else. I gotta find that cliff now. I thought he handed up pretty well, though. 
I got to find that clip now for Burrow just for prosperity because that clip, that clip specifically is the reason why I almost quit. Almost quit Sim Team after that one thing happened. It wasn't even the Johnny, the Johnny Pluto play that tied the game because it was a, it was seven six at that point in the bottom of the ninth inning, and they and we came back and tied it. So Johnny Pluto hit the game winning go ahead single. He had the game tying single in that game. And then they go to the bottom of the tenth and everything. That was that was a difficult pill to swallow because I immediately thought, oh man, Providence is gonna come back uh and have to deal with that issue. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I I'm trying to keep composure, and then these two, <laughs> the, these two are just having the freaking. Oh man! Okay, I know uh, I find it. I just have to find it real fast. Here, when you do, if you could, you send it to me because I would love to see that. Well, I have to find it first. It's in the straight. It's in the stream clips. I've oh, I've done God. like four or five seasons just of clips. Where I had really good clips that I've done, like there was the Kuma home run from a couple seasons from a couple months ago. Oh man, there was a lot of really good ones that I I'm gonna miss being on the sim team. It was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, it's just like for a a professional announcer, right? A a professional play-by-play commentary guy or or whatever color guy that uh, like. There's a whole lot of games where it's like seven to one and in a nothing game and it gets down to the end and it's like, oh yeah, you know, they've brought in a, uh, you know, they didn't bring the closer in because they've got such a lead. So they brought in, uh, you know, another different relief pitcher and, uh, you know, he got a, he got a fly ball to the right fielder. He got a strikeout and then he gets a pop up on the infield. The second baseman comes in to make the catch and that's the ball game. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have a good night, right? Like the, there are a ton of ball games that just end in a routine, pedestrian, forgettable manner, right? The ones that we remember are the walk-off, the diving catches, the, the huge plays, right? So, but without those forgettable, regular, normal, pedestrian, everyday games, it uh, it would cheapen all of those like those huge moments and yep. those like those those plays that you know you'll remember indelibly in your brain until the day you die. So that's why that that's what baseball is. Baseball is a grind. Baseball's a slog. Baseball plays a lot of games. But I love it because we play all these games and you can still find it. Remember all of these like tremendous moments right because there's a lot of moments in a baseball game but then there's sometimes sometimes there's moments that like are just you know 
era defining that you like like you could just be like yeah hey i was there or or yeah i was watching it or like hey do you remember do you remember 20 years ago when that guy hit that big home run or whatever right like there's um, just there's so many people that can speak the language of baseball that you can talk to right i, I i'm a i'm a blue jays fan but i know that anybody in the world who's, who's a baseball fan I could just be like, hey, you remember the Jose Bautista bat flip against the Rangers? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or, or like, even if they weren't watching it, like, they'll at least know what I'm talking about, right? Um, I'm going to be mad now because I know it's, like from, it's from four seasons ago. So I can't find the stream itself. Pista with a drive. No, Iso, it's funny that you, you say that, especially with the past ball clip a couple of it would have been like last week i was watching the college world series national championship and, and uh, the bat catcher tried to throw the ball back to the pitcher but it hit the batter's bat while they were adjusting their batting gloves no oh okay because uh okay and okay. it's it's a carry on then it's the bottom of the eighth and uh, the the series, it's a best of three series. Ole Miss took game one. Ole Miss is losing one nothing. But if they win, then they win it all. Um, and Oklahoma's pitcher has been dominant the entire game. He he gets like two outs, gives up a leadoff single. They bring in an, uh, their ace closer, their their best closer, and they have three like three passed balls in a row, and all of a sudden. Because of those past balls, they go from having a one nothing lead to being down like four one, and they lost because of the past balls. And it was because the catcher, he wasn't it. That wasn't the pitch he was expecting. Like that. That's the excitement. And I remember those calls. Like it, it's not just baseball too. In any sport, you you distinctly remember the generational type plays where you know there's something insane happening on the field but it wouldn't be nearly as exciting if it wasn't for someone screaming in the microphone oh my god this like it it, it, it's goose it gives me goosebumps like it's incredible guys have you have you ever listened to the music of Jimi hendrix no no yeah. Also, on that note, I have okay. to go to bed. Thanks for having me. Good night. Okay. Well, hey, that was LSU fan one zero one. Oh uh, wait, 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 wait! I found it. I found oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> really? I found the clip where Reno let the. It's literally. I literally clipped it as Reno lets the game slip away. Ooh, I'm I'm gonna send this to Reno too. I'm never gonna. Now that I know this, I'm never gonna let Reno live this down. So ever, it's a six-five game. It's a six-five game. It was it's a six-five six, game. game. Yeah, it was a six-five game, and the ball. It was a six-five game. Let me see. Copy message link. Let me send this to ESO. That way okay. ESO can... Yeah, send it to me, and then I will, like, uh, steal it from the internet, because that's basically all I do. Yeah, oh. so, anyway, I was gonna say, uh, 
You know, like there, you always remember the amazing moments, but the things I never forget, especially in the PBE or like some of the worst moments I've ever had. Like, I don't think any other league has made me like as upset about things that happen than in this league. Um, it's funny. I had a moment that I don't think people really remember, but uh, it was like a Friday, and I'm with my mom, like on. We're driving to KFC, right? We're driving to KFC to get chicken, and uh, love me some KFC. The the Sims the Sims running in the background, and I get a message on Discord on my phone. It's like, hey, uh, Dawson's doing really good, and he's on stream. Uh, so I go I go watch the stream on my phone in the parking lot, and I'm like seven innings into a no-hitter. And, like, so seven innings into a no-hitter on stream, so I'm like, holy shit, what is happening? And we're going up to, like, the drive-thru. It gets to eight <laughs> innings. I'm eight innings through a no-hitter, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm gonna throw a no-hitter on stream. And we get to the ninth inning. It's, it's, um, it was a 1-0 game. Oh, the eighth? Oh, center field. It's over the head of the center fielder, Westfall. Burrow will be oh, heading in third. He's heading home. Safe inside the park. Oh, wow. for Joe Burrow. You don't see when that one ever day. Uh, oh. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Diesel. I didn't mean to uh, uh, totally uh, interrupt your story, but I know LSU is like champing of a bit to get the fuck out of here. I, I hate all of you. Um, I hope you give me all of the money from this because it is five hours past my bedtime. Yeah. Uh, but it's the summer, so I don't really have one. So, uh, uh, bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was LSU fan101, um, former friend of the podcast, never going to get invited back. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> hey, fuck you. I thought you were gone. <laughs> uh, it's not disconnecting. It, it won't disconnect. Oh, it's not disconnecting. You're I stuck here for stuck. life. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Okay, he's gone now. Okay. So uh, well, anyhow, uh, so, 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 Di- so Diesel, you're you're in the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, drive-through with your mom. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the way all the good stories start. Yeah. So we're in the drive-through <laughs> of Kentucky Fried Chicken. We're like at the window. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hey. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Back up. Back up. What did you get? I uh, I don't remember. They changed their menu so often. Okay, well, okay, okay. Like if you're going to KFC today, what would you get? I mean, what, what, it's, it's always chicken tenders of some variety. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I don't, I don't even know if they have like chicken tenders on the menu at, at Kentucky Fried Chicken in Canada. I'm sure they do. They have. A, we, we, we we for us, it's like usually it's like you know chicken, like like legs and thighs like you know like like uh, like just pieces of fried chicken and chicken burgers i don't know if i've ever seen anything else oh i guess popcorn chicken i don't know i mean we have popcorn chicken but yeah i always get tenders they've had tenders ever since i've been alive and probably longer oh yeah um that's the best part of the chicken yeah so we're 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 in the in the drive-through like at the window i'm in the i'm in the passenger hey okay hold, hold, hold on i gotta interrupt one more time are you just like watching this on your phone or something like that? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, 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 or hold on. Are you like 
is the audio are are you like bluetoothed to the car stereo like is no, everybody in the I'm car just, listen, listening no, oh because no, that would no. be even better i'm just listening i'm just i'm just listening to the game through my phone i might have had it muted too because we were at the window yeah. uh so i'm just watching this and i'm rolling through i'm on stream it's like the eighth inning i haven't given up a hit yet and going to the ninth inning i think i don't think i got a i don't think i got an out in the ninth uh, it was a 1-0 ball game, Vancouver up. And so I think I gave up a double. I gave up a double in the ninth to lose the no-hitter. And then I think he... pulled? No, I think he. I think after that I was still in. He stole third, or he got to third somehow. I don't remember how. And then... I balk in a run. I balk in the tying run. <laughs> you balked in a run? I balked in the tying run. Oh, that's run. wild. I balk in the tying run. I get pulled. We go to extras. And I think we lost that game. Yikes. You shouldn't have been at the chicken restaurant if I you didn't want to balk in a run. Oh my god. Thank you, ladies oh, and gentlemen. I'll be here all night. Please remember to tip the waitresses. <laughs> they work hard. But yeah, I, hey, I hey, you, you know what, guys? I'm going to go back in time 30 seconds, and you know what? I already regret it. <laughs> that, that, that joke's not making it to production. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, no decision, one hitter. Nine innings pitched or something like that. Probably the worst game of my career. I don't know. Uh, your 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 pitcher had like a pretty solid career, didn't he? Um. No. Actually, now you're reminding me. Like, I always remember the moments that were bad. So, like, uh, I get traded to Cancun with my original pitcher. Uh, first season, we, season 18, we win the World Series. That had its own, like, fun thing. The series against Detroit was a meme. Uh, but we do good. We win the World Series. I'm, I'm a one-time champion. Uh, next season, we make it back to the playoffs. Um, or it might have been after that. The last time I ever made the playoffs with my original pitcher, Dawson... I had a horrible, horrible playoffs. Uh, every every game I'd go into, we made it to the World Series, but I kept giving up like six runs a game. I'd get pulled. Uh, but I think somehow we just got carried by uh, striker spin rate. And we get to the World Series. And I, I'm set up to pitch in like game number five. And I just watch them crap on me. just. Oh, I get pulled in like three innings, giving up like seven runs in the World Series, and we lose. And that was the last time I ever made the playoffs. Because the next season, they just like blew up half the team and just like left me to. That was season 19. Yeah, I. Oh, it was not good. I had like a five or six ERA in that playoffs. 6.37. Oh, you were two and three with a 6.37. You had thirty yeah. strikeouts and yeah, you, you got to be careful what you say because we got the stats guy on the podcast now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, 
<laughs> I choked. That wasn't good. You were only in the minors for one season, so they can't get mad at you for that. Yeah, I just want to see this. Where was I mean, the Cancun team didn't even make the playoffs the season after, so it's yeah, not so early on you. I retired, and we didn't even make the playoffs. But going going out with a six three seven ERA in the playoffs is like the most depressing thing ever. I was so I was so sad. I'm not gonna try and one up you, but I think my pitcher in the minors had the worst. I I was terrible in the minors for Boise, not for Boise for Chicago, because. I was part of the team that went to the World Series three straight seasons and then lost every single time. Oh, Me yeah, and Ito right. were both on those teams. Yeah. And it kept getting more and more painful because I forget who was on Kansas City would keep on digging at us and digging at us for every single year. And then the season after me and uh, no, Iso got a ring. I didn't. Yeah, I, I was one season behind you. I'm still salty about that. I had a chance to get a ring, and Boise needed me more than ever. Uh, yeah, no, no, man. I, I think that that's a trade that I would make with, with my own player, 100 percent every time. You know, it could be it could be game seven of the minor league playoffs. But my big league team needs me. Ah, fuck! Got, got to go to the big league team, man. The the, yeah. the, 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 the the minors only exist to feed the big leagues. Don't get me wrong; the minors is fun. I like the minors and the PBE. We have a good time there. But like, man, you got to remember, you know, where, where, who's pay, who's signing your paychecks, where 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 you're going, what you're doing it for. Fucking, you're 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 there under contract for the major league team. You do what's best for the major league team. Yeah, here's the reference of how bad I was in the playoffs for Chicago. First season as a rookie, five games pitched, 0-1 with two saves and 11-37 ERA and six and a third. Gave up eight earned, two home runs, and 11 hits. Come back next season, give up half of what I was supposed to in eight innings. I finish out the minor leagues. In the playoffs, with one win, two losses, two saves over nine games, 14 and a third, I give up 18 hits, 12 runs, 11 of them earned, six walks, 14 strikeouts, and three home runs allowed for a 6-9-1 ERA in the minors. Yeah, I mean, I it's hard to compare because when I was in the minors with Dawson Sr., the original, uh, he was like one of the worst pitchers in minor league history. I mean, the stats don't really tell the whole story. Uh, I because I had originally started off like one and eighteen, and then I ended up going eight and eighteen. But I was on pace for the loss record in the minors, and then I also for a long time I had the home or not home run, but I had the hits allowed record in the minor leagues by a long shot. Because I gave up 248 hits in 200 innings, uh, only to be broken by the legendary Bill Bisquick. But uh, <laughs> love that guy. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, he throws cement mixers at will. 
Hey guys, I just like to point out, uh, not to uh, toot bland my own horn here, but uh, so I, I'm just I'm I'm doing a deep dive on the minor league stats on the website. I'm I'm in the index, and I'm sorting by uh, minor league single season wins above replacement batters. Sax Justice, my current player, had the third best season ever in the minors. Behind Santana Cruz and one other player. And Andrew all Mann. in the same season. Yeah, all in the same season, which is interesting, which I'd almost kind of want to put an asterisk beside all of those because I'm like, was pitching super weak that year or something? And the next three closest were all in 2040. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, oh, this like there's like a bumper crop of batters in one year. Like, was there something going on in the sim or with the pitching that uh, that a whole bunch of really good batters were popping off those years? But yeah, you got passed twice over, Diesel. Your pitcher is now third all time for a single season hits allowed in the minors. Legalized tampering actually trumped you this year by six for hits allowed. Wow, that is, that is impressive. Who even is 254 boys? hits allowed in a season. That's only second to Bisquick. Yeah, Bisquick, oh, I don't even know how, man. He, 290 hits allowed. Leads hits allowed by 36 hits. <laughs> I he love had, that. What is 290 hits allowed in 199 innings for an ERA of 6.23 and a whip of 1.85. And yet he still had a war of 3.1. <laughs> well, he only gave up 16 home runs in those 199 and a third. Walked only 78. Had a complete game, but, allow, but had 141 runs. 138 of them were earned. That is, that is a disgusting number. <laughs> well, I know somebody... Yeah, Nathaniel Tisdale of the Swift Steeds. He broke a record. Most starts in a season with 36. What? Wow. How is that even possible? Well, that's the only record that got broken on the pitching, at least. Elwood Hayes. He broke a record today by appearing in 110 games. So five pitchers got the three-starter treatment since the 108-game implementation, and that's why they have 36 games started. Well, no one's going to break that saves record, that's for sure. You have to have 35 saves in 108 games. Sure, people got kind of close. Mitch the T Rex did it twice 27 and 26. It's too what? bad his user went IA. I know he could have been great. What happens when a Starscream makes an entrance? Although I'm probably going to be one and done because what else would I do with a reliever? But you know, is he going to be a closer? I don't know. I mean, it depends where I go. I'm a relief pitcher right now. I'm going to be a starter when I call myself up eventually, but, uh, yeah. 
Well, I've already made my decision for my next player. He's going to be a flamethrowing closer. I'm a, what is it? I am a junk baller. But my top oh, yeah, you're going to fit right in. My top pitch is like a screwball or something. Actually, like that. that's that's a good start. That's a good start because my pitcher, I know my pitcher is junk baller, and he, I end up changing my fastball to a sinker because that's the way um, our junk ball guide is. I just know, uh, what's his name? Frederick Emerald is who I based my pitcher off of. Caldraseth's like one-year minor league pitcher. And he had like a really good season with it, so I wanted to try it out and see how that works. Let me see. I, I actually do not have a screwball. I have a curveball, changeup. I switched my, sink, my uh, fastball for a sinker, and I have a forkball. So I'm a pitcher with a sinking fastball for my fastball. Sinker is a good pitch, especially for a closer, in my opinion. I mean, if you could, like, a cutter and a sinker, especially if you're right-handed, you're good. But I'm uh, left-handed, so... I, yeah, I think I'm going to make my next player right-handed. But I want him to be uh, three-quarters, not sidearm. I have, I have a screwball, a circle change, and a sinker. Yeah, a sinker, you can, you can always try and max out your first two pitches because in the minors, it doesn't matter if you're a closer and you have high control. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't even, like, I haven't even applied any of my TP. I was just going to wait till I get on a team and then sim test it. So are you a uh, trade deadline pickup, or what are you this season? Yeah, I, well, I'm going to the draft, but I created at the trade deadline. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do with mine after I finally get bored. Because I'm going to try and ride regression out as long as I can. I hope, at least. It'd be cool if I could get a fifth minor league trophy, but the minors are so random now, I couldn't even tell you. Everybody gets so mad at the fact that I make jokes, at, and they're not even at Dirk's expense. I joked that the Firehawks were overrated, and somebody got their underwear in a twist. Yeah, I think people get a little too excited, especially early on, about like what their teams are, and it's like, guys, it's not that serious. Like, just have fun want anybody to hate me because for the first time ever I'm a minor league free agent in terms of don't have to go to Kingston because Kingston doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what? I, I would hate it if you went to Kingston or if you went to uh, whatever Flor they are. Florida Flamingos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like I said, I'm a free agent. The only team I won't go to is the Hepcat. And that's just out of rivalry and because I don't want to be on the team with Mike. That's all So, let's see. I didn't get con... I haven't applied for the Flamingos yet. Bruce City I haven't applied for yet. And there's one other team. I applied for Anchorage, 
I think the Lemurs are the last team I haven't applied for yet. But Chicago, Powell, and Sarah are not going to leave. KC, that's locked up. I applied for the Ranas. I didn't get the job. The Dillos, I didn't get the job. Firehawks, I didn't get the job. The Wheelers, I didn't get the job. And uh, there's one other team. I just don't know it at the moment. I'd have to look at the minors so I can properly see it, but I've been denied every single time trying to be a co-GM so far. Yeah, it's the... Yeah, Bruce City, the Lemurs, and the Flamingos. No, it's State College, Flamingos, and the Bears. I haven't been... I haven't been trying to get a job from. But California, I didn't get it. Anchorage, no. Hepcats, no. No, 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 yeah. So, Firehawks, Wheelers, Dillos, Ranas. I think those were the only four so far. But yeah, Hepcats, Hepcats, uh, Bears... Lemurs, Flamingos, and uh, Swift Steeds, along with the Kingpins. Probably not going to get any of those jobs because Sarah and Power are leading a powerhouse right now that won 68 games and is probably going to roll on to the uh, World Series against the Firehawks. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't even, I have no idea where I'm going to go because I haven't even been scouted yet, but. Uh... Really, it's probably just going to be whoever needs a reliever. Well, you're not known for going IA, so you're fine. Yeah, but I mean, that's also the minor. Nobody really cares how good you are. It's about getting active players. I think it's more or less how active you are they care about. I mean, the thing is, too, like, uh, a lot of the old minors GMs still remember me, so that could be a thing just depends like well I, think, yeah. I already know if I go to Cancun I'm not going to be happy there huh yeah I don't, I don't know I gotta go to Maui anyway so I don't have much say in major league stuff but the minors will be fun because I've literally never played on any other team ever so yeah, I'm already in most of their locker rooms anyway, so we'll just have to see what happens. Well, how do I put this? I will go anywhere that's not going to cause drama. Uh, eh, sometimes a little bit of drama is all right. We like I mean, I caused enough drama. problems in Boise when I said I was going to leave first time. You should go to Sarasota. Oh, like I almost it? went there, too, but Hummus said nothing to me. I mean, why are you expecting Hummus to do anything? Don't they have GMs that can do that? Because normally he's supposed to be helping with scouting and everything, so I'm shocked. I mean, I don't know. It just seems kind of pointless to have the commissioner doing the scouting so many other people that could do it. They have like 30 people on their damn roster. Like, you know? Somebody could do it. 
What do you mean? Like, I do most of Maui's scouting, but I've gotten help from Gurren and from Lumosity. Don't even understand, because Lumosity is literally scouting for like three teams right now. Oh my god, why would you pay Williamson that much money? Yeah, you saw that? Five-year rookie max for a guy who played like half a season? $231 million is how much it could be worth. Max, it's like 193 guaranteed. <sighs> Thank God there's no such thing as max contracts and PBE. <laughs> I believe there's such a thing as too much too soon. I mean, like, I understand. He's an amazing player when he plays, but he's played 85 games. He hasn't played a game in two years. Why are you paying him this much money? It's not, like, honestly, he doesn't deserve it. I don't care how good he is. But maybe that's just me. Even if he is, like, the next star, you've proven nothing. You know? Why, why do you get the benefit of the doubt because you played 80 games and you were good in 80 games two years ago and you spent an entire season where you didn't play because you were too fat? Uh, is that uh, basketball? Is that what you guys are talking about? Yeah, right now? basketball. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just like, I have no idea. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, no. It's not Kane Williamson. He's a New Zealand cricketer. No. Zion. Zion Williamson. Oh, he was like a first overall pick like two or three years ago or something like that. Yeah. Yep. 20, yeah. 2019 first overall pick. And he play, played like 20 games because he was injured. Then he played like 60 games in 2020. So he played most of 2020. And then he didn't play at all last season because he was like overweight or something and injured. Oh, they showed how they showed how in shape he is. He's very in shape now. But wh why did this take a year? Why did he just not play for a year and there's no actual like answer behind it? That's what that's what gets me. He didn't want to be in shape. He just chose not to be man went down to Louisiana and had some of that comfort food and just never looked back. Of course he needed comfort food. He's playing in New Orleans. They don't win anything. I don't blame him, to be honest. I mean, if I was in Louisiana, I'd be eating nothing but mac and cheese and fried chicken. Yeah, it happens. Maybe some cornbread. I don't know if cornbread's a thing in Louisiana. No, it's going to have some dead animals in it. That's how you know it's cornbread from Louisiana. I don't know. I just like making cornbread out of the box. Very good. With some butter. I, I, too, quite like cornbread, and I live in, like, North Bumfuck, Canada. I mean, it's just good. It's, ah. it's like a dessert. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, like, it's like a, it, you know, it's like, it's like normal bread, except it's got way more like oily kind of fat in it, right? So it's like just hits a little bit different. Well, it's supposed to be a sweet type of thing, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's not 
This has just evolved. <laughs> I, man, I, I will... Uh, like, it, it, This is just me being like some dude up in nowhere Canada. But like, man, like the southern United States, there's all sorts of shit that I'll criticize them about, right? race relations women's rights uh you know whatever gun control there's there's all sorts of shit that i I can get into into a fight with like southern united states about but like dude southern united states food ah fuck they know what they're doing with food yeah their lack of concern for health is insane yeah, 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 that's right. Because like, uh, they don't value human life. So it's like, what, what, what? Who cares if you get a jammer when you're like in your thirties? Exactly. Yeah, man, just fucking just pound some of that fried chicken into you. So this is still mostly PVE podcast, and this is well over at least an hour and a half now. Yeah, at we're least. we're we're coming up on the two hour mark in about four minutes, I think. I, I'm fine. trying yeah. to keep an eye on this this shit, but I don't know, man. I don't, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Those are rookie well, numbers. Yeah, yeah dude, dude this, this is a short <laughs> podcast for the Super Tardison Eso podcast. This is like a this is like a halfer. This is a this is a short. This is a brief one. Well, at least I think Burrow should get paid for his time too. So you'd be paying uh, four people out for two hours plus. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like two more drinks, and I'm gonna upload this. Oh God, what did I do? What am I do? Oh yeah, we're, I'm recording on Discord with the Craig bot. Okay, yeah, I can figure this out. I'm I'm clever. I know what to do. So uh, just to, just to go back to the topic of draftees, I know I'm not a GM, but I have a very good feeling about this year's draft. I know Diesel's gonna have a good draft because. He's got picks that he ended up receiving in trades. Some good, some not so good. But he got OBX's number one first pick to go with Maui. So he's got third and fifth. So he could pick whoever he wants that isn't a mine uh, that isn't a GM. And there's quite a few in there. I won't name names because I don't want to spoil anything for the draft, but. There's a few in there that are high TPE, that are high effort guys that could definitely turn around the fortunes in Maui. And I'm very confident in that. I'm very confident in that, even though it's not my team. I have a good feeling about Maui's future in this draft and maybe even next season's draft. And free agents, if they play their cards right, they can very much take over Boise, overtake Boise or uh, Vancouver. They can finish in second place. They can make the playoffs. You, you know what? I, I love to hear it because, uh, you know, uh, I, I just I, I really want every every team in this league to to like approach some kind of parity. Right. Like, you know, if, if, a, if a team goes into a rebuild, comes out of a rebuild, comes back stronger, uh, you know, c- competes harder, that, that that's just good for the league in general. Um, now, the one thing I would I would like to ask, because uh, both you guys are obviously paying a fair bit of attention to this draft, uh, answer me this question, please. Are there a lot of new users in the draft, or is this like a recreate-heavy draft? It's... Uh, both? Uh, I'll give Diesel the benefit of the doubt with this one, 
at least, because he knows more than I do. I look at Compendium, but it's not recreate heavy, because there's only, uh, I know Noah Hardman Jr. is a recreate, but they initially went IA previously when they were, uh, Noah Hartman. So, uh, I'll leave it at this, that they need, there needs to be a strong suit for these for this draft because it can't always be because I know Boise has a lot of draft picks and everything, so let me see. Go through a compendium here. I mean, I'm just saying, out of this out of this draft, just recreate wise. You have Plague, C does it, Musha, uh, LGM, Shane, yes. Troutner, yeah. Nalsu, Stegosaurus, Cement Hands, uh, Alex F, and there's probably more. Now, no, no, uh, uh, amongst about, those uh, recreates, there's another one. What's that? Uh, three losers. Uh, I don't even see him. Is he active? Uh, he's on there. He just does. His player is already inactive, so I wouldn't count him. Yeah, I think he went inactive in the WSDL too. Yeah, there's a. There's a guy named Pablo Sanchez 55, but I'm just going to ignore that. I know Dr. Scampy is a recreate. He's in the Boise locker room. He was originally ours after last season. IA, Dr. Scampy. I don't know what he's doing. He's still in management, but he has to talk. Matty86. I've seen the name before, but I don't think he's recreated. Matty's new. Uh, Bunky Bianca is new. D-Director I've seen before. I don't know if he's a recreate in TV, though. There's plenty of recreates, though, in that draft. Most of them... Most of them will either... This is really where the draft becomes more difficult, because I'm not a... I'll repeat it again. I'm not a GM. I am just an assistant advisor to C-Mac and uh, Jess and I'm trying to make sure they get the best player possible and not get hosed because, unfortunately, some of them go IA in the minors, some of them go IA right after they're drafted. It's all about how much you're willing to put in because Troutner is going to go back to CVS. does it's going to go to Seattle. Musha is going to go to Vancouver. We know these things. Yeah, I, I was going to ask exactly about that. Like that, right. and, and and you know what? I, I I'm guilty of the same thing too, right? Everybody knew when I recreated, it was like, yeah, like don't, don't waste a draft pick on me because like I'm just going to go back to Boise. Um, which actually, I I I don't know if I like that. I like maybe I need to like be a little bit more mature about that because if we're gonna role play this whole league about kind of being like a regular a real baseball league then like you can't always just go play with your buddies right like sometimes you got to take the best offer that's given to you and like do what's best for your player at the same at the time i don't know it's 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 a tough balancing act between just like wanting to hang out with your buddies on discord but also like wanting it to behave like a realistic sports league Well, in all honesty, this being my first player, when I first found out I was going to hit free agency, 
making making just sweat a little bit was always going to be the fun part of it. Because I talked to Diesel, I talked to Net, I talked to Enoch. He does it in Brain. I talked to um, no high profile teams besides, but New York, Seattle, Buffalo, Maui, and one other team. I did have a lot of offers, but it was. I didn't make my point known that I wasn't going to leave until. Like, I I didn't cause any drama. I wanted. I didn't want to drag it out. Because Reno was upset. I know you were up. I know Issa was upset. He's just like, You're really going to leave me like that? Really? No, I didn't want. The reason I enhanced the the suspense is because I wanted these, I wanted the teams to know I'm willing to play anywhere I have to play. And so I have to between three teams. It was going to be New York, it was going to be Seattle, and it was going to be Boise. But I I apologized to Brain. I said. Unfortunately, because Seattle was the team I was going to go to, and and out of my control, they want to ring. I could have been a part of the team, but do I regret the decision to go there? No, not go there. I don't. They won with pure talent. Boos Goozer being the man who stayed down the minors for five seasons and let them let his skills marinate and everything until they need him, and then all of a sudden he's just sprouted in this fantastic player after five seasons of the minors, so he's not exactly being seen as this diamond in the rough. He's being seen as this guy who's being who tells another team, I will sit in the minors for five years, then I will be called up once I'm drafted. But yeah, no, there's there's going to be some surprises in this season's draft. I know Vader Page is one of the players who stands out for me. AK-41 is another one. Mr. Ghost Shiesty Jr. He's already made over $100 million in PBE. Based off of all the graphics he's done, he's very successful. He's very active. He knows what he's doing. I, guarantee, I can't guarantee it, but I give my vote of confidence to him. Because I have a feeling he will make any locker room seem that much better, as long as he's not overly, uh, <clears throat> as long as it's not a problem with overly excited and everything. Like you should never stress out your locker room. You should never stress out your GM, even though I do both in Boise. That's just how I feel about this draft. This draft is going to be a very good draft. It's got young talent, it's got returning talent, and it's got recreates. It's going to have a lot of pressure, though, because those recreates, most of them have been around for a long time. Musha, C Does It, LGM Forever, Troutner, and such, as well as Danny B's player. Danny B's probably going to go back to Detroit if he has to. He's the GM. Uh, He's the GM. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so a lot of guys are just going to go back where they belong. This this draft 
It's weird. It, it's it's both very easy and extremely hard at the same time. I know there was one player. There was one player that everyone's just like put on their, and I don't want to say I won't say any names, but there's a player, and this is draft exclusive. That probably is not going to get taken. He's going to get Paulo Sanchez right out of the gate because of his poor ego, attitude, and constant troublemaking, which made Pablo Sanchez go undrafted. Surely, surely it could not be somebody who got in trouble for saying things, would it? No, 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 no. Surely not. No, I'm not going to mention the guy by name. I'm, he already got his punishment. I'm not going to say him. I'm not going to bring him up on a podcast. That's not. That's not <laughs> in my business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of somebody completely different. But yeah, the same. This this draft is both like super easy and super hard at the same time because, despite having like two top five picks, there are like there there's like four or five people I would say who are very clearly at the top tier, and. It just, I have no idea who's going to go where. Because I don't know who Providence is going to want to take. I don't know what Seattle's going to do with their pick. Uh, if they draft or not. Um, That's the best part about this. The war rooms are constantly talking with their general managers. They're making sure they scout who they think is going to be the best talent. But one of the best drafts, in my opinion, is the draft me and Iso both went in because when Iso recreated, he was in the same draft I was in, and he went way ahead of me. But then when I got drafted, I think I got drafted in the third round because nobody knew who I was, and no, and I had not done anything in the league yet, and I didn't even create the deadline. I created right before the draft. So that's yeah, why I played. Yeah, so that, far that's behind. how my first player was too, right? Just like nobody new to the league went in the third round, was like a little bit active, and uh, yeah, like it, it took me a while to get going in the PBE. Yeah. Well, that's why this draft is so huge and important, especially for a general manager like Diesel, because he's trying to find his future pieces that he needs to find because next season he's going to be taking his own player at some point, but he's got a, he's got a second round draft pick courtesy of new Orleans that he can use because he got that in a trade with new Orleans. I think it was a couple seasons ago now. Yeah, it's uh, tough. There's, there's, I think two or three, two or three players. Uh, I know that I would take it three. My main thing is I don't know if they're going to be available at three. Um, and I will say that uh, it's tough because there are players that don't want to be on a rebuilding team. So we'll see what happens. That's all I can say for now. Well, 
I know it's been a long night for all three of us, and I appreciate the time and everything, even though I'm not the host of this podcast. I do agree with this, though. There was a long day for PVE. It was a long season for the Makos and for the Raptors. But now comes the time where the wheels start spinning for both teams as to where they're going to be this time next season. Are they going to be thinking about the fact that they made the playoffs and potentially raised a World Series trophy in their future with the free agency decisions they made and whatever else may come across their paths? But whatever happens in the next season or so is really going to be magnified by the choice they're made within the first couple days after the World Series. Could have said it better myself. Uh, thank you, uh, D Rod. Thank you, Diesel, for for being on the podcast tonight. Uh, Derek just gave us a, a a nice some food for thought on the outro. That for you know for more than or, or for yeah more than half the the PBE Major League teams, the off season has already started. The wheels are turning. Those kind of machinations about roster decisions, personnel movement, the draft, what your team's going to look like next year, how you're going to reprove, are you retooling, are you rebuilding, are you adding, are you growing, are you shrinking, uh, what's it going to be? Uh, these are all deep burning questions that are not going to be answered tonight because we're just a bunch of idiots running our mouths on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, D-Rod, Diesel, thank you guys so much uh, for, for being here. This was a super spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, before we go, uh, if either of you guys have any uh, parting shots you want to fire away at the audience, uh, have at them right now. Uh. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Diesel is all ready. You know what? The off-season for him started a month ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not wrong, honestly. <laughs> I did kind of have to start scouting at the start of the season, so it is what it is. All right, well, I love you guys. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for uh, rapping with me, spending a couple hours of your Saturday night uh, talking bullshit, pretend baseball. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we're all getting paid in the end. So. Yeah, you know, hey, you know what? I, I love to always say about the PBE: the baseball is pretend, but the friendships are for real. So stay safe out there, everybody. Thank you guys for coming on. And oh god, oh fuck, I fucked it up. What have I done? Oh, I had yeah, one too many beers. Yeah, no, but my my <laughs> that was supposed to be the uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine song right now and and it's not it's not happening come on motherfuckers come on ah god (laughs) 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 oh here we go here we go we're we're back baby we're back it was all from there. The motherfucker. It wasn't nothing stopping them. Oh, yeah. What says niggas do? Ready? Think the niggas was really? taking burners. The niggas ready to fight. Let's whatever. Uh oh. Uh oh. On the real. Fight. And on. And on. Like, okay, boys, we're, we're back up vocals now.
Come on. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Oh shit, is my is my Discord not uh in the middle of all this you know what? Let's have just a super quick do over of just the just the original here. Uh, now that I've closed all my fucking windows. Okay, did we stop the Craig bot? Uh, I have not stopped Craig yet, cause uh, you know, fuck these things take time. Well, there's gonna be a. There's gonna have to be a lot of stuff to be cut out. Yeah. Alright, peace. Craig, fuck off. <laughs>